Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yes, it is podcasting time. Once again, looking at a big night of racing at Sandown Park in Melbourne Town on Thursday night. And this is a new look, Green Light on Premier Racing uh, podcast episode as well. We're going to uh, introduce a new segment called The Form Expert. Now, we're going to catch up with a few uh, big names in the Greyhound Racing game and have a chat to them about their thoughts on Thursday night's racing. And uh, I'm going to introduce someone who is going to be the co-host of uh, this particular episode. So it is changing a little bit, this uh, podcast. And straight off the top, I'm welcoming the co-host of this one. And uh, I think he's the number one fan of the podcast too. Uh, Dan Hibbert, the race caller from Sandown Park. How are you, Daniel? Very well, James. Very well. Yes, uh, really looking forward to um, Thursday night. It's uh, yeah, it's just a, a, an amazing card of racing. You've got uh, some... Really top class uh, dogs in pretty much each of the uh, the first sort of nine or ten races. So it's uh, uh, an exciting night ahead. It is, and as a caller, mate, you'd be uh, you'd be very very excited about uh, getting down to Sandown Park Thursday night and calling the biggest names. Uh, the Sapphire Crown heats are outstanding. You've got Kelsey Bale, wow, she's fast, just to name a few. The Harrison Dawson. Um, we're going to have a chat with Jason Adams in just a moment about. Uh, the, the fact that they almost need five or six heats of that because the reserves are so strong, and I think that, that tells you how uh, terrifically deep the Harrison Dawson is this year. Yeah, I mean, they were going to go with uh, the best 32 in, in each of them, and obviously the Sapphire Crown didn't quite get that many entries, but it doesn't det- uh, doesn't detract from the quality that's in the three heats. And then the boys is just absolutely jam-packed. I think there was like 44 or 45 noms for the race. So, um, you know, there was always going to be a lot of uh, lot of depth to that series, and it's... Uh, those uh, those four heats in particular for the boys is just a cracking uh, a cracking series and uh, yeah there'll be a uh, a few questions answered in those heats and probably a few more unanswered as well as we head towards the final next week. Just on that, a few questions answered last week. Uh, Hector Forley, in your opinion, uh, will he uh, will he continue on a seven hundred meter campaign or do you think that was enough to uh, to say uh, that's all for now? I. Don't know. I'm probably going to sit on the, the fence here and get splitters because I'm not sure he was brilliant turned up until the point where they turned it for home and he just completely ran out of legs uh, in the last sort of 40, 50 metres. So I'm not sure. My gut says probably not, but, um, you know, they might give him one more crack at it just to sort of see... Uh, you know, if he's uh, taken any benefit from it. But he was, yeah, he was super for the first uh, 90% of the race, but he just didn't uh, didn't have anything left for that last 100. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a really thrilling, uh, thrilling race right up until the end until he got grabbed there by Dirt Farmer. Run of the week. Straight on to run of the week. And I tell you what, if he keeps going in front, um, he probably is run of the week because he would have led the last two stand-down cups by at least a length off the back straight. That's how good he was going, Hector Forley. But this run of the week, speaking of a bit of a new look uh, podcast, this run of the week is nothing to do with the Greyhounds themselves. I'm giving kudos to the club, the track staff at Sandown Park for getting that meeting on Thursday night, back up and running. Uh, Serious issue with the lure. 
Uh, Dan, we were messaging, I was at home, you were calling the meeting and I, I sort of thought from what I was hearing that they would probably lose the last half of that meeting but the track staff, they they worked their butts off and they got it back up and going and it was so important because there were so many greyhounds beginning their preparations for a Harrison Dawson, a Sapphire uh, and of course the Sandown Cup with the Heats next week. So kudos to the club. Yeah, I mean, they've done an amazing job. And when you think, you know, all those good races that were still left on the card, and there was also an exhibition trial as well that they had to try and squeeze in too. So they uh, they went hammer and tongs. I think, I think in the end we were probably less than 10 minutes away from it being called off. They sort of got to the point where they'd... Uh, it seemed to be up and running, and every time they had it, they had it right. They were sort of looking inside it and looking at all the uh, all the cable and the cogs and everything in the in the lure machine, and just not a hundred percent happy with it. And then uh, I sort of got the impression that they were very close to pulling the pin, and then all of a sudden they just managed to figure it out, get it working right, uh, and said, "Yep, we're right to go." Um, you know, a bit of a clean up. I mean, they had a heap of grease and stuff that was obviously all over the place, but uh, they tidied that up, surf, uh, you know, redid the track, and incredibly, by the end of the night, we were only half an hour late, um, which was amazing for uh, for how much time was lost that we were on, ended up only being 30 minutes after the, the last race time. Uh, yeah, they did an incredible job, uh, and uh, they did certainly deserved a, a beer or two for nothing after that. Thursday's preview. Okay, Dan, let's rip through Thursday night's preview. Seven Group 1 heats, a lead-up race for the Sandown Cup. It is a monster program, starting with race one. Uh, Sports bet Sapphire Crown, heat number one at 12 past six, and I'm with Wow, she's fast. I think when you see her in a race like this, it's it's like taking a Group 1 greyhound almost back to the country because a few of these grade fives taking on one of the best female sprinters of all time. I think she's beautifully placed. Wow, she's fast. Yeah, I mean, you, you just can't tip against her. I mean, regardless of where she is at a campaign, and I know that she's first up for a little bit since uh, since Cannington, you just you could not possibly tip against her in a field like this. Um, you know, she should get a decent run through, and, yeah, I mean, she should just be winning and, and going through to the final of two to defend her crown. Race number two, Sports Bet Sapphire Crown, heat number two. I'm going Magic Muffin to, uh, to overturn Baby JC. I, I keep almost tipping against Baby JC a lot of the time, and uh, she just keeps on winning. But I reckon Magic Muffin, that the run two starts ago at the Meadows, was awesome. Missed the kick and just exploded through the field. She's broken five seconds here and gone 29-17 overall. If she runs that, Magic Muffin could win the Sapphire Crown next week. Yeah, and it was a good run last week at the Meadows uh, behind Manila Dusk. It was quite wet there. Uh, by that stage, so I don't know whether that really suited her either. But I am tipping Baby JC. I'm not going to tip it against her. I think she's just uh, she's in really good form. Loves Sandown and that vacant draw and inside will certainly uh, certainly help her out. So uh, going to tip the six. Kelsey Bale not well drawn in box number six in race number three. But how, how do you tip against a greyhound that's won three country cups, which is such a rarity? And she's back to her pet distance at a track that she's got an amazing record at. I, I think she'll find a way to win this, Kelsey. Bell, but she will be unders price wise. Yeah, I think she will be. That's the the other. You know, you know, you wouldn't want to be. Uh, uh, if you get a back in now, you're probably best off to try and back her for uh, the final instead because you're not going to get any value on on Thursday. She uh, only needs an ounce of luck, and she should be right to win. Let's win coin gets out quick, so uh, if she can sort of follow her out, uh, she should be able to power away and. 
uh, I think she'll be too good for them. On the end of the uh, fourth race, uh, mix four and five, seven fifteen. The journey. I'm going with uh, Nangar Rocket. Um, I was pretty keen on zipping Orlando to win that seven fifteen half a million dollar race at the Gardens uh, Saturday night. And I tell you what, down the back, I thought Nangar Rocket's going to fold up, and and this is all over. Zipping Orlando is going to go straight past. But this boy showed genuine grit over the staying journey, and I think he's getting stronger. Um, he could be a little bit like uh, Hector Forley last week, where he spears the lids, goes forward, and then doesn't really finish it off or he could go the other way where he's starting to develop into a really good stayer and I think he might be the latter of the two so I'm with Nangar Rocket this uh, this Raider from New South Wales. And I'm going exactly the same way for pretty much exactly the same reasons I think if he can find the lead here uh, I think he might be a bit stronger than uh, than Hector Forley uh, and I think he's uh, he's certainly the one to beat in, in that particular field. The rest of them, there's not a great deal amongst them. I'd say quarter's probably the next best, but uh, I think drawn out there in the pink, if he shows that speed he showed last week, he's going to be hard to beat. And to be fair, any of the other runners, if they were in the 7.15, they would have been 100 to 1 in that final, so I think that's a really good form reference. Just has to handle Sandown Park. On the end of race 5, sports bet Sandown Cup prelude. Uh, I'm with uh, Ariane Bale. I've got a close watch on Couch Surfer, who who trialled well here recently, um, but Ariane Bale was desperately unlucky here last week. Yeah, I've gone with Couch Surfer. I thought the trial last week was good. I know it's a solo trial, but 41.95, very, very good. It was third in that heat up at the gardens behind Wheel and Go. Uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, a dec- if you can get a decent enough each-way price on it, I think it's the way to go in that race. Yeah, and very, very good uh, WA form as well. On to race six. Now, this is the first heat of the Harrison Dawson. $10,000 to each winner of the heats. And I found this one a tricky race to tip because I think Aston Lear is going to lead off the red. Uh, Paddy Wants Pats was awesome with breathtaking speed on Sunday. But I've sort of been leaning between Mapunga Warrior and Black Sail, but they're both very similar. They'll get back a little bit um, and they will storm home. But I think they're both going to be backable prices, so I probably can get away, down with having a small each-way bet or at least a bundle bet with the pair. A really tricky race. I, I've ended up going with Elite Alex. I just uh, I just think that he... Uh, I, don't, I don't like the pink for him, but I just think he's class. He might be able to find a way to, to get through to the final next week. Uh, he was good at the Meadows two runs ago, obviously, uh, and he obviously didn't have a great deal of luck last time. Uh, behind Baby JC, not being able to sort of get around that first turn or, across it. But I just, uh, I think he's got a fair bit of class on his side, but he's just going to leave a little bit of luck at an each-way price. I like Quinlan Bale in race seven. I reckon he might burn to the front. We saw him go well in the lead-up to the Melbourne Cup Series last year, and I think he's sprinting as well as we've seen him sprint. So from box four, the two's going to crash for the rail. I could see him ripping to the front at the first corner and taking some catching. I don't think he's the best dog in the race, though. I've gone with Trappeteers. Um, I forget his run last time, but his win at the, the Meadows before that uh, was really, really good. Um, he's got a 29.17. Uh, I reckon box seven's no issue for him, so I reckon he's a decent chance out there, Trappeteers. Race eight, I like Elite Machine. The trial was good. You'll be all over that, I think, down the trial form. And uh, the four will jump and show speed and go left. And I don't think there's a, a whole heap of early speed in this race, apart from Dundee Smokey and maybe Elite Machine. 
Yeah, I've gone elite machine. I thought the trial was super, 29-19. Uh, you can't fault any of its form. I think he's a, a really good chance despite the yellow. On then to race nine, and I like uh, Amron Boy this one, Dan. I think this is my best bet of the night. I think uh, he's just sort of showed glimpses that he's back to his best. He did that two starts ago, and then he, he had to work hard from box 80. He's drawn the red at Sandown Park where he excels off the inside. The only query is I think my Neo can cross him early, and he just has to camp leaders back and then uh, and then get the job done from there. I've gone uh, Trooper Tears, and I've sort of marked him one of my better bets of the night Ooh. as well. He's, he's, uh, his win in the launching pad was uh, was awesome. It wasn't superb by any stretch of the imagination, but he got the job done. Uh, his win from Box 8 in the Meadows after that was extre- extremely good. And then his last win on a, on a Wednesday at the Meadows, was at the time was nothing flash, but he was he had no right to win that race. Um, he just seems to have an incredible track sense, um, and I think he's got a 29.01 best time. If he, uh, I think the seven suits him. Uh, if he gets around that first corner within a couple of lengths of the lead, I think he's going to be awfully hard to beat. And he is, uh, he's my tip in the race, and it'd be my uh, each-way play for the final as well. Beautifully done. Uh, yeah, he's got good form, and I know he's a favourite of yours. I, I hope Amron Boy leads and Trooper Tears go straight to second uh, outside of Storm Stroller. I think that will be uh, a very, very good race indeed. Race 10, uh, toying up between the one and the two, Zinzan Chopper and Osprey Athena. I'll probably go with the check because at her best, she's just got that X factor about her. And, and she was good winning from an awkward draw here on Sunday. Yeah, and I've just gone with the one. I just think each way, is, each way you're on a hiding to nothing from the inside there. It was uh, not too bad in the heat from a similar draw. It's going to get the same sort of run, you'd think, uh, in this race. So uh, Zinzan Chopper for me. I reckon Cash It In's going to get a beautiful run off the red in race 11. Not sure it's a great win bet, but I think an each way play. There's dangers everywhere. Sunnyside, Zeus, Hummock, and even Alpine Butterfly when she gets it right. On the Oss, probably drawn well out there too. But I do like Cash It In because I think she excels when drawn inside. Yeah, and I've gone with Sunnyside Zeus. I thought his run here last week was amazing. Yachi Bale probably had every right to go straight past him and uh, and kept on ticking on the inside. And 34.29's pretty good time. He could certainly go, uh, he could certainly find a, a couple of lengths there. Uh, this is he's certainly his biggest test, uh, this sort of race. Uh, but that win last week was strong, and I'm not going to jump off him after winning form is good form. Lucky last will be run at uh, four past ten down if you don't get delayed this week, mate. Uh, I like Aston Kalkara in this. Um, I'm going to play a same race, Moldy two and three, both to run top four. Aston Kalkara, classic touch, but yeah, I'm marking Aston Kalkara, one of my each way better bets of the night, based on the fact I think the red leads, um, and if the check can somehow hold the three out early, I think uh, he'll get a nice run into the race. Yeah, I've gone classic touch. I just thought uh, it wasn't a bad effort behind Umberto, who just went super uh, last week. Uh, if this uh, gets a similar sort of closer up, uh, closer up in the run, uh, it was a fair way back in that that affair. If it's closer, I think it could be uh, hard to beat in a in a pretty even race. I think it's a decent chance. Hunters punting club. All right, Daniel, I don't think you've done a punter's punning club, or at least not for a while. Uh, you'd know the drill, though. $50 fake money spend. Uh, gamble responsibly, of course, and chances are you're going to lose if you think gambling's becoming a problem for you. Uh, you can call Gambler's Help on 1-800-858-858 or gamblinghelponline.org.au for free online confidential help. Now, let's uh, let's break this one down. I'm going to have uh, $12.50 each way on race 12, number two, Aston Calcar. So uh, Amron Boy, I'll have 25 a win on him. Uh, what are you doing, Daniel? 
I'll keep it nice and simple for your spreadsheet. We're just going to have 25 each way on Trooper Tears. Just quickly as I let you go, um, we all see Dan Hibbert. Is your name actually Daniel? It is Daniel, okay. yes. Uh, <laughs> my my mother um, uh, is... Uh, oh, she, she's okay with Dan. She hates the one that ends in NY, uh, and I do too. So uh, I'm happy with Dan, but uh, don't call me the one with the NY at the end. All right, Danny. Well, uh, good luck calling on Thursday, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, James. Form expert. Oh, I tell you what, that is the uh, the stinger of all stingers. And the reason we've got a brand new stinger is uh, one of our own are backed by popular demand on the podcast. I speak of Jason Adams from Sandown Park. He's been good enough to bounce back. Jace, how are you, mate? We miss you. I'm well, thanks, Jim. And look, great to be back and also great to see that the quality of the stingers hasn't gone astray on this podcast either. So, yeah, bring out the big ones when we get to the the red carpet racing, mate, which is this Thursday night. 100%. That's why we wanted to get you on. Uh, Big uh, heats of the Group 1, Harrison Dawson and the Sapphire Crown. And if anything, mate, those stingers have gone backwards in a big way. So uh, not looking good there. But straight off the top, uh, you messaged me earlier today and you said, let's have a little bit of a discussion about the the best 32, the way the Harrison Dawson and the Sapphire Crown are put together. Now, four heats of eight, the top two get through to the final. But obviously this year, light on in the Sapphire crown heavy on in the Harrison Dawson yeah I mean look it's it was something that was entrenched in these series whether it be the, the Sandown Cup Sapphire Crown or Harrison Dawson a few years ago and it sort of withdrawn the roll the dice a little bit and see how it went and look I think when you start to open it up to me you either have eight heats or four heats in in this sort of circumstance and particularly being gender restricted I mean the depth can fall away pretty quick so once you have five heats you're just spreading the whole lot. You start to introduce vacant boxes. I think the narrative around who goes through to the final gets a bit blurred. But, I mean, in this case, Jim, it is disappointing to have three heats of the Sapphire Crown. But I think the clear reason of that is, I mean, year on year, typically the dogs are the strongest series. Uh, the superstars are generally dogs. But this time around, I mean, the top five sprinters in Victoria, you can argue that they're baby JCs amongst that. Wow, she's fast. Kelsey Bale. They all line up in the, the Sapphire Crown. So I think it's probably put some people off to, to have a crack when that next ech- echelon probably isn't near their league. I think you make a very, very good point. Uh, when you look at Kelsey Bar, what she's done recently, three country cups on the bounce, and, yeah, wow, she's fast coming back first up after a, a, an unlucky run in the Sandgrove. But the, the series, even though it's three heats, and I guess that, that was the name of the game, with only having four heats, is the depth is always going to be there. Even though there's only three heats and we see a few vacant draws, the depth is always awesome now finding a winner jace uh we've got the three heats of the sapphire four heats of the uh harrison dawson who do you like as your best bet of the program this week well i love the trial last week of elite machine i mean we've seen what he's been able to do we've got a taste of it sort of through the new year period here in victoria we had a, had a massive win at the meadows but since he's gone back over west he's just developed and taken stride for stride so look his trial last week was awesome 29-19 it's very rare as we know Jim from the go that quick having their first look at the venue so he's a dead set pro and he finds himself in a race where look I think he can just go straight to the top or be thereabouts and there's not really many grains in this field that can run that sort of time. So, yeah, if he's a balance up from five, I think he's a massive hope. One thing that surprised me is how good these WA dogs are. I mean, we've seen it time after time. Throttle came over, trialled at Sandown, absolutely lit the place up, and Elite Machine's done the same. Um, they're, they're very good dogs in WA. I, I think maybe here on the Eastern Seaboard, we underrate the machine as a whole. 
Yeah, possibly. I mean, you can throw in Electrified too, who's um, who's thereabouts in Victoria at the moment. But, yeah, which is a credit to them. I mean, we gloat over here about having two city meetings, the, the depth of racing, but for their stars to come over, given the sort of um, not lack of population, lack of probably the wrong word, but you know what I mean. There's not as much sort of top echelon of quality over there. And for them to sort of come over and, and strut their stuff, whether it's in Sydney or, or here in Melbourne, they certainly uh, make a great fist of it. So, yeah, you're not wrong. Absolutely wonderful having your voice back on the podcast, Jace. Uh, good luck with Elite Machine getting home on Thursday night and uh, keep kicking goals in the, uh, the great sport of greyhound racing. We'll chat to you soon. Great to be back, Jim. Thanks for the opportunity. Form expert. Well, there's the brand new jingle for a man who is not new to the podcast, but uh, he's relatively new to the tipping game. He's uh, now heard on RSN 927, tearing it apart. Very serious when he's on there, though. Nathan Rooney, part of the podcast, is pretty much normal now. Nath, how are you, brother? Yeah, week by week, we're uh, getting a gig on this podcast, James, so we're going quite well. We're tipping the, uh, our listeners a few winners, and uh, everybody's happy at the moment. Well, mate, when you just keep tipping Kelsey Bale, it's as easy as that. I noticed I scrolled through the form at Sandown Park, saw Kelsey Bale, thought, well, I better have a chat to Roondog. What, what are you like, mate, uh, Thursday night at Sandown Park? You're part of the new form expert uh, segment here on the podcast. Give us your best bets at Sandown for a big, big night of racing on Thursday. Yeah, well, I don't want to complicate things too much, James. I just think there's uh, two class runners that look uh, well boxed and, and well placed, and that's uh, in the first the first leg of the Sapphire Crown Heat One, the Queen. You might think Kelsey Bale's now the Queen, but it's still well she's fast title, and uh, I think she'll come back. And uh, she's found a more than suitable draw and a more than suitable race here. And around the 150 mark on opening, I think. Uh, pretty reasonable to kick off the night and put her in a multi. I, I reckon she'll be winning. She'll be bouncing back to her, her brilliant best around the uh, sound down track as she often does. And uh, I can see her winning. And then I, uh, I want to go to race nine. I want to take the $1.85 Amron board, heat four of the Harrison Dawson, a bit of speed in the race. My knee, I'll most probably lead or just get the fence camp on him. And, uh, Brooke and Jamie got him back into a bit of form, and I think he'll be uh, taking care of business in uh, race nine, the fourth heat of the uh, Harrison Dawson. So I'd be taking them to as a multi and not trying to complicate things. It's certainly a, a cracking car to racing. I'd be interesting, uh, and I'm hoping that, you know, while she fast, Kelsey Barl and Baby JC all get through their respective heats and we see the three uh, queens of Victorian Greyhound Racing tackle each other next uh, week at Sandown be a, a mouth-watering uh, race to see them three go head-to-head, I'd imagine. Shapes up to be a big few weeks at Sandown Park. Roondog, thanks for your best bets. We pretty much pencil them in to go very well after your recent efforts on the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing and we might get you on next week to, uh, to try and find the winners of both the Sapphire Crown and the Harrison Dawson and maybe those Sandown Cup heats as well. Good on you, Nath. No worries. Thanks, James. Look forward to it. Take care. And that's all for this edition. As always, big thanks to GRV for making the green light on Premier Racing podcast happen. Looking forward to how things play out. Unravel it to Sandown Park on Thursday night. And a big uh, episode coming next week for the heats of the Sandown Cup, the final of the Group 1 Sapphire Crown and the final of the Group 1 Harrison Dawson. Until next time, punters, as always, safe travelling and happy punting. 